0: Welcome to the Profit Fantasy Football Show, everything NFL and fantasy football related all season long, with your hosts, Calvin Wright and J.T. Runke. Hello everybody, welcome back to the Profit Fantasy Football Show, week 7 is in the books, another crazy week of fantasy, and my co-host J.T. Runke and I, we are here to break down week seven and head into week eight, give you our thoughts on a lot of players as we head into the midway point of the fantasy football season. So a definitely important show. How are you doing today, JT?
1: I'm good. It's, uh, despite the Titans having a, uh, bye week it's been chaotic as ever as it always is with the, with the, uh, football season. But yeah, we're here at the, basically almost like the middle point. If you, um, if you, if you don't play end up playing, um, where you play the last week of the season and your championship just goes to week 17 you're basically at the midpoint of your fantasy season. So, um, whether you are 7 and 0 or 0 and 7 there are moves to be made so we got you covered here as we break those down.
0: Yeah, we want to we want to go over some of these studs and duds, players that obviously Kelsey Mahomes, they blew up. That's what you drafted them for. But then we have Dante Foreman, Jordan Addison, Jameer Gibbs all sneaking into this elite performance here this past week we want to kind of break down what what are we doing with these players long term? Can you just lock Addison into your lineup and say he is my wide receiver one now? because it it sure looked like it Monday night. um which which game do you want to start with? Is there a specific player? I mean, there's a lot to dig into here.
1: I mean, yeah, we can start with the most recent, and we can just jump into that Addison question right there. Yeah, Jordan Addison um, had a very, very impressive week, was the highest scoring wide receiver on the week bringing in two touchdown catches um one which he basically just ripped the ball out of out of the defender's hands and took it to the house he also had another like three or four targets in the end zone on other drives where he didn't score a touchdown like if everything ended up going jordan addison's way could he have had like four touchdowns in that game maybe it's just like there was a couple that just were right out of his grasps um as for your wide receiver one going forward. I I would, I would (laughs) pump the brakes on that. Of course he had a breakout game, but the schedule is favorable. Um, I I believe he's playing Chicago this upcoming week. So that is a nice matchup, uh, or actually no, he's playing green Bay this week. Um, and then plays Atlanta and new Orleans afterwards. So at least Atlanta and green Bay, those are nice matchups to have. And it really depends on what this Vikings team does and, and how long Justin Jefferson is going to be out um obviously Justin Jefferson went on IR before week 5 so wouldn't be eligible to come back I believe until after the New Orleans game so at least 3 more weeks of Jordan Addison being a high end wide receiver too in my eyes and then even after that I think he still is a wide receiver too he kind of had his breakout game but even before that I mean he was being active in the game mm-hmm. um without, for sure uh without um Jordan or without Justin Jefferson I mean he's averaging 15 points on the year so that's solid wide receiver two production there from him and I don't think he's going to slow down I think the sky's the limit right now for Jordan Addison so definitely maybe my number one trade target of the week maybe you can try to find your Jordan Addison owner and kind of talk them into hey Justin Jefferson might come back um and and go get him but yeah I think he's he's the best player to watch this week
0: yeah it's interesting because Early on it was okay, Justin Jefferson is out. It's gonna be Jordan Addison, wide receiver one. But hold up, they're not gonna, you know, they're not gonna win anything. This team is going downhill. They might ship off Kirk Cousins. I mean, that was the narrative floating around. Now suddenly, I mean, Minnesota's back in it. I mean, three and four just took down San Francisco. The Packers, they lost. The uh the the um Lions, they lost as well. This Minnesota has a chance here. And I think that that does increase the likelihood that we see uh, Justin Jefferson again. There was talk about if they, you know, lose several games in a row without him, they might just shut him down for the season, say, well, we'll see what happens next year. But this is, this is where it's interesting because he won't have this wide receiver one role rest of season because I think it's now, okay, we can expect Justin Jefferson to come back. However, this Minnesota team is getting better. It is getting a lot better. And yeah, I, I think that this is a good opportunity. See, if that... Uh, Addison owner thinks this is the perfect time to sell high because Justin Jefferson's coming back because we have to remember even with Justin Jefferson there he was good he was a good option he was seeing volume six targets five targets eight targets uh he's he's someone that is really starting to emerge as a dominant wide receiver and without Justin Jefferson I think yeah he's he's probably one of the safest wide receivers out there with these upcoming matchups.
1: And he kind of is taking over that Adam Thielen role that he left behind, right? I mean, J- mm-hmm. Jordan Addison has scored six touchdowns through seven games. I mean, that's kind of what Adam Thielen was. He was the the touchdown monster. He was the go-to red zone target, and that's what we've seen so far. So you what, can, what do
0: you mean was? Adam Thielen is still... I, I mean,
1: it Ad- <laughs> was for the Vikings, but I mean, Adam Thielen is still just... <laughs> God, that's ridiculous, but... I mean, Jordan Addison. I think even with Justin Jefferson, I think he's a solid wide receiver too going forward. I mean, he, he, the, the matchups are also super favorable, even if after yeah. you get past New Orleans, you have Denver, Chicago, again, has his bio late in the season. But then for the playoffs, Las Vegas, Cincinnati, Detroit, Green Bay, like all of these, uh, all of these um, opponents aren't great secondary. So I think he has the ability to really uh, come on here at the end of the season.
0: Yeah, and that is an important uh, point to make that it was never just Justin Jefferson. There was always Adam Thielen. It sort of reminds me of with Cooper Cup. There, people forgot Robert Woods was also fantastic and Puka kind of replaced that role. So yeah, very, very good to see some of these rookie wide receivers starting to make that big impact. I know you love Jackson Smith Najigba. He also kind of emerged this past week, uh, had had himself a really nice day, caught a touchdown, 63 yards. Are you staying in the flames there with Jackson Smith and Najigba, or is this a player that you think this is a fluke? Tyler Lockett and DK; those are the two one and two set. Forget. What are you doing with Smith and Najigba? Uh
1: yeah, it's interesting, right? Um, JSN here really he has a nice himself a nice day. He had seven targets, his uh, career high for the season. Um, and then also had a career high in yards as well, four receptions for 63 yards, also catches a touchdown. I think we start to see Jackson Smith and Jigba get a lot more involved in this offense, although uh, late-round pick Jake Bobo for for Seattle also has looked really good as a rookie. Um, I, I question, the only thing I really question with JSN is that if It's just if DK is out, of course, I think he's going to have a role. But if DK is back, like this is a very crowded receiving room. And I think that Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf are going to uh, demand their targets going forward. So I think if one of the one of those two guys in Lockett and DK are out, I feel good about starting him as a flex. Otherwise, he is a, a deeper flex play for leagues that you might be needing a guy in your flex.
0: Yeah, he's got Cleveland, the second worst matchup, Baltimore, then Washington, and the Rams. So over the next four weeks, he has uh, three very tough matchups. I think that this is sort of a, we get a glimpse at the future, and it makes me very excited for next year. Uh, I, I don't think I'm chasing these points, especially if if DK comes back. It is important to note Seattle, just everyone should know, They have a really, really easy schedule to finish up the season, at least for the wide receivers. Philadelphia, Tennessee, Pittsburgh, Arizona, all bottom eight defenses in terms of wide receiver matchups. So I'm not chasing the points over the next few weeks, but I could I could see him emerging at the end of the season, uh, sort of like what we saw AJ Brown's rookie season with Tennessee. Um, but no, for the future, if you're starting to take notes of players that you want to draft next year, Jackson Smith and would be pretty high on my list, I think.
1: Yeah, I agree with you on that one.
0: I want to bounce back real quick to that Minnesota game, because guess who had the most carries for Minnesota?
1: We, I do. I almost did forget about this. Was this, uh, and I... I I texted one of the owners of Alexander Madison in one of my leagues. I I think we're watching the Cam Akers breakout game. Cam Akers (laughs) was was, was back to being fantasy relevant. I mean, Mm -hmm. as much fantasy relevant, I believe he only had like eight point something points on the day, but like the usage was very encouraging. He was the passing back in this game. And, he even looked really decent in his runs against the really stout San Francisco 49ers run defense. So, like, I, I do think we're starting to see the changing of the guard here. So, like, Cam Akers, I think, is a fine waiver-wire pickup if he's out there. If you need a guy, as we know, this running back landscape is definitely depleted. So, like, definitely he is a guy to target this week while the a, a lot of your other league mates go after some other bigger names.
0: I will say here in a few weeks, weeks 11 through 17, 17- Cam Akers' favorite weeks of the football year. We all know that. He doesn't show up until week 11. They have the second easiest running back schedule. Denver, Chicago, Vegas, Cincinnati, Green Bay, all on the schedule there to end the season. We might see a really similar season from last year with Cam Akers. Uh, It would not shock me at all. Getting more involved here and then having that super easy schedule to finish up the year. Cam Akers is definitely someone, yeah, you want to get on your roster, I think, moving forward. I think you'll have some time. They have a good matchup against Green Bay, and then they get Atlanta New Orleans. Bad matchups for running backs, and he might hit the waivers again, depending on, on how those games go. Um, also, people don't really like Cam Akers in fantasy. No one is really excited to add him, I don't think. So it'll be interesting to see how this season finishes up for Cam Akers, but... I, I think that it will finish much better than the start and I could see him being pretty fantasy relevant there down the stretch, history which will just does, be so funny. History
1: does tend to repeat itself, so that would be very interesting if we got another Cam Akers renaissance from last year.
0: I, I also want to talk a little bit, One of as we were talking about kind of waiver running backs, obviously Darrell Henderson is probably, what, number one waiver wire pickup for most people. Zach Evans was not there. Uh yeah, I <laughs> this, mean rip to the week. rip
1: to the owners that used their fab this week on Zach Evans. Um and I mean I, I'm not faulting any owners like last week for using your fab on Zach Evans because Daryl Henderson was not even on this team yeah. until thursday or friday of last week he was signed to the practice squad and then activated and as soon as i saw that i said sean mcveigh is going to feed the rock to daryl henderson we we were going to see an emergence of daryl henderson and i think that's the case uh going forward until kyron williams comes back and maybe even afterwards look i like this is the new version of the kyle shanahan running back situation like sean mcveigh does not care about your running backs like he will use anybody like off the street just just to fit into his game plan. So, like, it's tricky, but if there is one guy that you want, I don't think you want Royce Freeman. I don't think he's going to be a factor. Zach Evans I don't think is going to be too much of a factor. Daryl Henderson is a guy who Sean McVay loves, um, and, and we know that if if Sean McVay loves you as a running back, you're going to get playing time. So, um, uh, yeah, Daryl Henderson, I think, is the number one running back pickup this week.
0: Now, Amari DeMarcado, does that just let you know that you shouldn't Prematurely drop Zach Evans. I mean, Amari Demarcado two weeks ago, number one waiver wire pickup. Everyone's clamoring to grab him off the waivers. I was pretty high on him. Then nothing, and then this past week, he he led the backfield. He had eighty percent of the snap share. He looked pretty good. Five targets on the ground. He's someone that yeah, once again, go pick up. Um, but do you think that that kind of shows we we don't really know what these coaches are gonna do with the running back position so you probably shouldn't drop zach evans yet or do you think that it's henderson's job for sure and if someone else is getting the touches it'll be royce or gaskin
1: i just it's so tough with sean mcfay like i think the situations are totally different in an arizona cardinals team that really does not care (laughs) about winning this (laughs) season right like sure i think it's going to depend on game to game like could Amari Di Mercado just kind of fall out of favor again next week? Sure. It's just like, I think it really depends on the game plan with Sean McVay. Like they're, they're in a decent spot right now in a pretty weak NFC uh, conference. Like I think and just like from historically, like once Sean McVay has his guy, like he's going to ride with him and, and Kyron Williams was his guy to start the year that we didn't think. And then Daryl Henderson was his guy. And like, once Sean McVay puts a running back in there, like um, I, I think that's the guy. However, like to your point, like if you spent the fab on him, you might as well keep him just another week to see what happens, but I, I really feel good about it being Daryl Henderson's job.
0: All right, another running back that is is flying under the radar. He's on your team, and they had the bye, so most people aren't talking about him, but Taiji Spears has looked fantastic this season. And... I personally, I would not be shocked after some of the trades that Tennessee has made if Derrick Henry found a new home uh, later on this month or or next month. Do you think that that is is somewhat likely, unlikely? What percent chance do you put it on Derrick Henry leaving Tennessee this season? Because if that happens, Spears is, I mean, league winner material.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't be, I I mean, I wouldn't be shocked, like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, it's not knock your socks off level if if they traded Derrick Henry, if I had to put a percentage on it, 15%, I would say it's less than a one in five chance. First of all, like, for Derrick Henry to get moved, there needs to be a trade partner. And yeah. is there really a trade partner out there for Derrick Henry right now? Like, I mean, I guess you could say maybe the the Buffalo Bills. Like, but like James Cook has looked impressive. Latavius Murray is a nice change of pace back um, in the in the red zone there for them. I don't think that's an option. The Ravens. I mean, they kind of like the system they have going on right now with Justice Hill and Gus Edwards. I, I it's like hard for me to think of another contending team that really needs like a, a, a surefire running back like Derrick Henry. Um, and plus, I just don't think that even if he does get traded, like there, there's not a lot of interest out there because I feel like if, if he does indeed get traded, like Tennessee is going to want a fifth round or a sixth round pick. And I just don't think anybody's going to give that for Derrick Henry because he is on the wrong side of, of that running back threshold on the last year of his contract. Um, so would I be like absolutely shocked and surprised? No. Do I think it's going to happen? No. However, you are right about Tajay Spears. Tajay Spears has looked better and better every single week, and at least for dynasty purposes, for dynasty fantasy, like I would go and try to grab Tajay Spears um, for for the future.
0: Yeah, I'm. Just, I, where I wonder is if one of these competitors loses their running back. Let's see Dallas loses Tony Pollard this coming week. Or or Buffalo loses James Cook. One of these competitors that has a good running back right now, if they were to lose them, do you think that's the sort of situation that would have to happen, uh, for for Derek Henry to get moved?
1: I, I would I would assume so, right? Like obviously the trade deadline is next Tuesday. So there yeah. there really isn't a lot of time for for these teams to really make a move, uh, at least this week. Now if, if a disastrous uh thing happened like that like tony pollard goes down or james cook or or the ravens lose both gus edwards and justice hill and then uh, another guy or something like that like or the ravens or i mean the dolphins would lose raheem Mostert or one of these guys as well like i I don't want to think about that derrick henry being on that dolphins team but like could it happen yes like (laughs) And I think that is like a worst-case scenario for a lot of these teams because I don't think any of these teams are really wanting to give up any of that draft capital to get an aging running, running back. back. Yeah.
0: He'll be 30 next year, yeah. I I do think it is worth... I, I think Spears should be rostered in most leagues just based on talent alone, potential injury for Derrick Henry. But especially this coming week with the, the trade deadline one week from now, I would I would invest in some of these running backs... Or some of these wide receivers that if, let's say, Jerry Judy gets moved or if Derrick Henry gets moved, suddenly they will have massively increased roles. Try to get a little bit ahead. And you don't have to pick up 10 different players right now. Just choose one or two situations where you wouldn't be shocked, blown away if a trade happened. And pick up some backups, uh, I think, is a good strategy as we head into the trade deadline. You only have to roster them uh, really one week. And let's be honest, most of your team can probably go on IR right now at this point in the season to to free up some space. Um, Another running back that really came into his own this past week was uh, Jameer Gibbs, the profit-approved Jameer Gibbs. Yes, there you go. It finally happened.
1: You know, and we're going to get to this, but like profit-approved Jameer Gibbs won this week, but... At what cost? <laughs> At what cost? I'm yeah. sure that I'm sure we'll get to uh, towards We'd... the end of the show. Yeah. yeah, save the fireworks for later.
0: You've got really one more week right against Vegas that David Montgomery most likely uh, won't be there, and then there's a bye week, and then I would expect Montgomery to be back week ten against the Chargers. But this this week against Vegas, it's a really great matchup. Uh, it's the fourth or fifth best running back matchup for fantasy running backs. Vegas is giving up an average of 23 points per game to the running back position. Craig Reynolds will still likely be uh, the two to Jameer Gibbs if he's healthy. I think you can stay in the flames one more week with Jameer Gibbs. But here's, here's where I really have no clue what to do. Let's say Gibbs has another big game, 25 points, let's say. Then you get the bye week, and then week 10, David Montgomery is back. Do you think that it just goes, reverts to David Montgomery being the bell cow, Jameer Gibbs gets seven carries? Does it completely go back if Gibbs can prove himself in these two weeks?
1: I I, I don't think necessarily. I, I think the biggest tell this week is watch how he's used in the receiving game. I think this was kind of a little bit of that, that tryout for, for Dan Campbell's team here, um, basically saying yeah, I mean, this guy is electric. We're just waiting to unleash him, and that kind of is what we saw last week against Baltimore. Um, especially being down like that against that team, you you had no really opportunity to run the ball efficiently. So I think watch how he's used in the receiving game, and then I think that'll be a big tell as to what to do with Jameer Gibbs going forward.
0: Yeah, it will be tough for fantasy managers because you'll get that bye week, then Dave Montgomery's coming back, and then your trade deadline is soon, and you'll have to make a decision without really seeing them, the broken out Gibbs and Montgomery. You'll have to decide, do you sell high on that or hope that he stays stays relevant? Because week 15, first week of the fantasy playoffs, guess who they face? The Denver Broncos defense. So if Gibbs is involved rest of season, you've got the seventh best playoff schedule just because Denver's in there. It'll be interesting to see how things shape up. I've got, I've got a, a question for you, and this is gross. This is icky, but I don't have a tight end in several leagues. What are you thinking right now about... <laughs> I, I'm almost embarrassed to say the name. Taysom Hill. Mm. Two mm. back-to-back good weeks. Weeks where he was used as an actual receiver. Eight targets, five targets. Then he always has that weird potential to steal an Alvin Kamara touchdown on the goal line. He's now facing the Indianapolis Colts, a solid matchup for the uh, for the tight end position in in a world where there are so few tight ends. Are you in on Taysom Hill? Because I think I might be.
1: If you're desperate for for a. <laughs> For a, a tight end, I I would say what's what's the harm, right? I mean, it really depends. Like Taysom Hill, I guess against the Indianapolis Colts here, yes, he could have a, a very interesting day. Um but I and, and like going forward, like if he has a good day next week, then he gets Chicago after that. So like could he have a couple good weeks here? Yes, but like that is an extreme, extreme gamble. <laughs> there. Some other guys that I think could be better. Um, Dalton Kincaid is finally kind mm-hmm. of coming into his own right now. He looked really impressive last week, and I think they're going to continue to to use him more efficiently. Um, and I think that's the, that if you've been holding on to him, you're going to start reaping the rewards here this week. Jake Ferguson always, I think, is a good option. Um, and then Pat Fryermouth might be coming off of IR, so maybe you had a league mate who dropped him or was just not happy with him. I think he could be a, a serviceable play. But like I, I don't hate the matchup this this week, but I think there are currently some better options out there.
0: How do you feel about Trey McBride with Zach Ertz now hitting IR? Are you I mean that the Trey McBride hype train back in the day, it was pretty strong. Um it was I personally am not I'm I'm not in on it, but I know that he's talented. Are you expecting I think, something more?
1: I mean, he could be a deeper deeper grab here. I mean, the past two weeks, he had five and six targets, were were easily the most targeted he had been in in this season so far um, and was returning some, some nice production there, at least against L.A. He had four for 62 last week, only had three for 29. But especially with Zach Ertz out, yeah, I mean, the problem is the schedule that is coming up for him. He plays Baltimore this week, um who just mm-hmm. kept Sam LaPorta to under 5 points uh playing Cleveland that ferocious defense and then Atlanta who's looked impressive at times against the passing game. So like he has a very tough schedule so like maybe a stash down the road, but like right now with that schedule I I wouldn't feel comfortable playing Trey McBride. And
0: I'm looking at Hill where Where I think Hill is a good play is a pretty unique situation that I'm actually in this week. I am projected to lose to to my brother. Um, And one of the big reasons is because he has Travis Kelsey Mm. and I don't really have a tight end. This is a situation where I feel like when you're projected to lose, Taysom Hill, he has a better chance than any of those tight ends you just named to put up one or two points. Like, just completely do nothing. However... I think he has a better chance than any of those tight ends in one week to have a massive blow-up game that can, that can win you a week. There, I mean, he has been so inconsistent his whole career, but he consistently has one or two games a season where he explodes. Week five last year, 33 points. In 2021, he had uh, week 14, 24 points. I think if you need a swing-for-the-fences type of play— I think Taysom Hill is your guy. Um now, if if you're you just need your eight to twelve points from the the tight end, I think he's a horrible idea. But if you your only hope in winning is some tight end from the waiver is somehow canceling out Travis Kelsey, I think Taysom Hill has a better shot than any other waiver wire tight end out yeah, there.
1: Yeah, I would I would agree. I think the upside I, I think the only one I would probably confidently play over. Taysom Hill, if he's out there, is Dalton Kincaid. I think Dalton Kincaid is probably just has as good of an ability to put up fifteen to eighteen points this week than than Taysom Hill does. But like definitely if he's not out there, Taysom Hill is probably one of the better options this week to get you like a twenty plus point performance just because of how he's utilized.
0: Yeah, it's and and if you beat someone with Taysom Hill, they they feel much worse about themselves than usual. <laughs> yes, they do.
1: <laughs> Indeed. Have you
0: ever fallen victim to the Taysom Hill uh, explosion explosion weeks? Um, Has it ever happened no, to you?
1: No, I've actually been on the opposite side. I've I've done it to someone. Specifically, <laughs> no. the fact where the week where Taysom Hill was still a, a tight end listed as a tight end, but had to play quarterback mm. for, 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 the saints. And I was going up against the undefeated team in our league. I didn't make any waiver moves that week. I kept him in my lineup and beat them. I was considered a scumbag for weeks and weeks afterwards, but boy, was it, was it, was it fun that week? That, that was it one was of the highest. It. it was worth yes. it. Yeah.
0: Um, we, we have to talk about this. Uh, I, the terrorist. We have to address this, right? The fantasy football terrorist, which is the mustached man in Atlanta. I don't even want to say the name.
1: Hmm. <laughs> mm. That's that's um, a that's a damn he ruined my week. statement there. Okay. We're the getting mustache terrorist. Here we go.
0: He ruined my week. And I won, but I lost to the median because of this man. Arthur Smith is a fantasy football terrorist bona fide. If you thought that just giving Algier a, a timeshare with Bijan was, was bad. This man did not play Bijan Robinson this past week because he had a headache, which, okay, but they did not disclose this until halftime. <laughs> uh, for those of you who don't follow football, you're usually supposed to disclose this information before the game starts. So Bijan Robinson this past week was started in 99% of sleeper leagues. He scored... fantasy points. One of the the worst fantasy football situations I've ever seen. It wasn't even, he went in and and broke his leg, and now, okay, you didn't get any production. No. He, He was injured or unhealthy before the game started, and they just didn't tell us. Meanwhile, the worst thing about this, do you know the worst thing about it? I want to see if you can guess. The worst thing about this situation.
1: Um... Was it, like, that Cordell Patterson, like, also got a lot of work? I, I'm not... I'm... It, it's
0: that they won! They won! Oh, yes. They, Arthur Smith gets to go and win doing this. It, it, I, when I saw that happen, I was so hoping that Tampa Bay would just kill them. And they won! It makes it so much worse that the real-life Falcons can win doing this sort of thing to, to the fantasy football people. Um, Algier was terrible, but Cordero Patterson wasn't. He was fantastic. Five point six yards of carry. I what do what are you doing with Bijan? Can you take this? Can you take this? Is it worth trading him just to get rid of the headache? What what do you do? Because I, I can't even talk on it because I have so much bias because I, I have him in, in two leagues. But hey, as someone least, without Bijan, what do you think of this?
1: Um, all I'm gonna say to start off here is that hey at least when you did when you did trade up to the 101 in our listener league hey he still scored more points than Justin Jefferson this week so that <laughs> is if you need to find a moral victory somewhere you can find it oh, in gosh. that um, i'm not concerned oh, at gosh. all i think this was one thing this is one week however like if you wanted to sell i don't think it's a terrible time to sell Bijan Robinson he plays a Tennessee team that is mm-hmm. kind of missing their identity and sneakily could like use the 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 trades that they've done with Kevin Byard and and just kind of the the noise around the team to kind of rally and and get back to being this really good defense so like I I'm not excited about his matchup this week against the Tennessee Titans um so I think he could have like two back-to-back weeks here where where it's just like it's not great um so yeah I mean if you wanted to sell I, I wouldn't be mad at it
0: it's I think a good time to sell. I think it's uh, an equal argument can be made that this is the low point of his value and you should buy. It's if you have Bijan, you see the stats and he's had a good season, but it has felt like one of the worst experiences of your life. Um, that that's what's frustrating is you look at it and before this week, he was the RB eight on the season. He's good. You you don't want to trade that away for for nothing, but when you think about Bijan being in your lineup. Uh, as your rb1 it has not felt like that at all it has felt like every point he gets you're you're, you're clawing and scratching your way to fantasy relevance when you when you start him so at this point if if you want to just trade him off because you can't deal with arthur smith i don't blame you i as someone who has rostered him in both leagues i watch each falcon's game each week and it's a horrible experience <laughs> i i wish i had drafted um, what what's a what what is a good team even? <laughs> um Tyree Kill. I wish I Tyreek Hill, yeah. Any dolphin or or Eagles player over him just so that I did not have to be tied to Arthur Smith in this Atlanta offense. Desmond Ritter, oh boy. I do want to point out that he's Desmond better Ritter in, who, the, in the
1: past two weeks or so.
0: I know, but how do you lose three fumbles? <laughs> I mean and win. I don't understand this team. Um do you think that... Okay, this this is where thing, fantasy gets wild. Um, when <laughs> I'm going to throw out another situation for you because you're the Titans guy. In that same situation that I told you about where I, I need a win desperately and I need to have some big upset plays. I'm doing Taysom Hill going with the upside. I'm starting Atlanta's defense against Tennessee. Who do you think is going to be quarterback for Tennessee this week? Because I'm not quite sure.
1: It's going to be Will Levis. Um, okay. A- and... It, I would just tread carefully with, with that one. Um, not, not sure. I, I I do think like they're probably a fine play this week, but Will Levis will most likely be the quarterback this week. Um, I know Mike Vrabel today said that both Malik Willis and Will Levis will play today, um, or, or, will play in that game. I think that's a flat out lie just, uh, to, to kind of move, move the question down the road not give Arthur Smith any more preparation than, than he does. Um so I, I think it's going to be Will Levis.
0: Okay. And and what are the reports down there on him? Has has Levis looked good so far in practicing? Is he, I mean, I, mean I, I need something for the Saint to defense. <laughs> I mean he's going he's
1: going he's gonna give the uh he's gonna give this Titans team a, a chance to win like i i think okay. over malik willis if malik willis was the quarterback i would say that yes this that 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 defensive play fine like i i would i would give you the thumbs up for it i think i I wouldn't have any problem however i mean will levis he was highly touted in some regards as mm-hmm. as, as a as a good nfl prospect he certainly has the arm to throw it and Getting Traylon Burks back this week, which I do believe that he will be back and playing this week. Having DeAndre Hopkins, like I, I think he could find a way to win this game.
0: Okay, so there there is some sort of upside there in this offense. That's. Do you think that that's enough for Derrick Henry to to rebound?
1: Yeah, I I mean, I thought this Atlanta defense has been impressive though this season. So, mm-hmm. we'll we'll have we'll have to see going forward, but yeah, I I think Derrick Henry could be in line for for an impressive day this week.
0: All right. It'll be interesting to see this it, it will be a gross game that I'll watch, but I <laughs> that is yeah,
1: that is for sure.
0: I, I... I watched Will Levis at UK, a big fan of UK here at school, and he was always so disappointing. And it would be perfect if he got, you know, his final laugh at me and and threw, you know, four hundred, you know, yards and three touchdowns against my that defense. That would be that would be crazy. But uh... I, I I have a feeling that's going to happen now now that I pick up that Atlanta defense. So, <laughs> any other what what other players do you think we need to to brush on here?
1: Hmm. I mean, obviously, uh, the Cleveland situation. Like, if oh, you don't boy. have Daryl, if you don't have Daryl Henderson, like, grab Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt will be the back going forward. I'm expecting pretty much RB two production out of him. If for yeah. how long Jerome Ford is out, um, I, I do. Uh, how... I, I want to talk about something real quick that, that yeah. I did that I did find interesting. So you know the meme where it's like. The office meme where it's like corporate wants you to find the difference between these two photos, and then yeah. Pam's just like it's the same photo. Yeah. So, so I made that earlier this week. I, I took that meme template and I made it, and I put Tyler Lockett and Devonta Smith in that picture <laughs> because I are they just the same player? Like I I was ready to start a dialogue that like has it's been a disappointing season for Devonta yeah. Smith. I would say AJ Brown ever since he had that tantrum against the Vikings, has looked super <laughs> dominant five games in a row with over 125 passing yards, which has really left Devonta Smith with the scraps. Um, so interesting to see that. Maybe is a buy-low candidate. Maybe this week, like as you go into your trade deadline, could be a buy-low guy and just bet on the upside of this Eagles offense being really good rest of season.
0: Yeah, he has had weeks, but the can- But what's weird, the volume is decent. It's just the the yards are just not there. Yards and no no real touchdowns since week two. That's been a big issue there. Um, This backfield is a little interesting. Kenneth Gainwell finally got a little more involved. Uh, Eight carries for Gainwell, found the touchdown. Do you you fear that the, the days of Swift being the bell cow, I mean, week two, 28 carries, it has gone down since then. Do you think that he remains really a solid RB2, actually RB1 this season, or do you think that it's going to swing back a little bit more to the timeshare that it it was meant to be originally?
1: I would say that DeAndre Swift stays a high-end RB2 rest of season. I mean, he has uh, not the hardest schedule in the world. He plays Washington up this upcoming week. Dallas after that um, has a bye, but then KC, Buffalo, San Fran. So, like, here and there, like, there is going to be opportunities for him. Is he going to have his reign of dominance like he did weeks two and three where he rushed for 175 and 130 yards respectively? I, I don't think so, um, but... I think the volume is there, especially in the receiving game. Um, He still had three receptions for 13 yards, so that adds to his total. Um, A little bit of a down week, but I think he still is commanding enough volume to be an RB2.
0: Learn more at marines.com. I'm looking back at that Cleveland game. First off, I didn't actually watch most of this one. I'm confused how Cleveland scored 39 points and P.J. Walker had four fantasy points. First off, that's interesting to me. Well, Um,
1: (laughs) do you know how many points uh, Deshaun Watson scored?
0: Oh, boy. Negative one. So, <laughs> I just saw. This is the first time I'm seeing this. Dustin Hopkins, twenty two points. Yes,
1: Dustin Hopkins had. I guess that's how a week
0: for Holy sure. Holy smokes! Yeah, I missed that.
1: Wow. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> um, I did want to ask though. Obviously, Cream Hunt, fifteen points. The the number one running back. You got to pick up if you can't get Henderson. But Pierre Strong only had two fewer carries. But Hunt found the end zone twice, and that is a lot of what he did when Nick Chubb was there. He was kind of the, they, they like him on the goal line. Do you think that Pierce Strong is worth a pickup, though, in case Ford is out more than one week? I mean, if it is the high ankle sprain, there's, it's likely he misses three whole weeks. Um, yeah,
1: I, I would I would say that I think the what they were saying is that it was just an ankle sprain and he'll be out a week or two, um, but I I mean, in a deeper league, Pierre Strong might, if you're desperate, like me, like maybe, like it, it could be a good uh, play. But I think there are better options out there. Like I certainly would take Cam Akers over Pierre Strong this week and going forward until Jerome Ford is back. Um, I mean, I, I would also probably take uh, uh, maybe a guy like um, Justice Hill over Pierre Strong yeah. this week. Um, some of those guys, but. Yeah, I mean, if you're desperate, I think he does have an ability to get the volume.
0: The, the Cam Akers one, that's the wrong answer because he should already be on your roster. Yeah, That saying. is true. Just yes. saying. Yes. <laughs> never give up, never surrender. Always oh, roster Cam Akers for the last five games of the season. Um, I'm trying to see if there are any other players that really jump out as, as people having needing to hear them be talked about. We covered the tight ends, Taysom Hill, obviously some of these running backs. Jake Bobo, I mean, I'm not chasing <laughs> the points, but that was an unreal catch.
1: It was. Unreal. It was, it was very impressive.
0: Um, yeah, I don't... The only other player that I think is worth really talking about is Rashi Rice. Mm, the past yes. three weeks for him, he's seen more involvement. He's always been really, really talented. When he's been on the field, it's been fantastic, but the snaps just haven't been there. He finally saw 59% of the snaps, and he capitalized. Uh, 17 fantasy points. Now he gets Denver, then Miami, then a bye week, and then Philadelphia. I mean, those are games that will be either really insanely great matchups or just really high scoring, or both in the case of Philadelphia. He's rostered in 66% of the league, so he is widely out there. But let's say he is already rostered in your league. Are you trading for him even though he had the big week with the hopes that he does develop into the wide receiver one?
1: I think outside of Travis Kelsey, he's certainly the guy that you want. Um, now, am I going to set an arm and a leg for Rasheed Rice? No, but if the right deal is out there and you're, you're looking for, for a wide receiver to put into your flex spot that has high upside every single week, I think Rasheed Rice is definitely that guy.
0: The Taysom Hill of the wide
1: receivers. (laughs) Honestly, I I don't know how that works, but in my gut, I feel like that works. Like That just makes sense to me.
0: I I told you already, I have a dream where Royce Freeman scores two touchdowns, and it's going to happen this week. I know it. I mean, he is worth mentioning. 12 carries for 5.5 a carry. Um, If you're in a deep league or your running backs are abysmal, Royce Freeman is worth a shot in the dark, I think. Because, first off, holy smokes, how has he been in the league this long Um, and done nothing? But he was... Do you remember Royce Freeman coming out of Oregon? He was supposedly very good. Do you remember that? I
1: do, yes.
0: (laughs) And then it was Philip Lindsay. But he hasn't hasn't gotten much opportunity. And this backfield, Daryl Henderson will be the one but I think there could be a two in between Zach Evans, Royce Freeman and miles Gaskin. If if you're to the point where you want your running back to be the running back two on a team, I think that Royce Freeman would be the one to own personally. I don't know if you agree or, or if you're more interested in Gaskin,
1: but I, I cares, would say I, I like it. I, I would say Royce Freeman is definitely the play in that given situation and scenario. Um, yeah, it's just God. it's rough. I but... hate the Rams. <laughs> I hate the Rams so much, man.
0: Imagine if they had Cam Akers, how good that would be,
1: right? I I would. I was oh. surprised that they did not like just say like, "Oops, uh, we, we don't want to do this can trade we anymore." That trade. Can, we, can we just like? Can we just like turn it back? So. Send
0: it back. I do want to ask before we end this: what quarterbacks do you think are streamable this week? There are very few, which is surprising because. There aren't bye weeks this week, but I was looking at a league where I lost Anthony Richardson and Justin Fields, and I can't find really any quarterbacks to stream. I think that C.J. Stroud is out there in some leagues. He's got Carolina. His wide receivers are back and healthy. He's obviously the number one. But of the other kind of widely available quarterbacks, are there any (sighs) that you have any confidence in? I mean, it's a lot of times it would be, uh, Josh Dobbs, Baker Mayfield, Stafford, Russell Wilson, Derek Carr, Sam Howell. I'll... Out of those guys, is there anyone?
1: Um, I would say Baker Mayfield, maybe. Mm. Like, That's... like honestly, it's rough. It's rough yeah. sledding right now. Like, if I was desperate, I would probably pick Baker or Desmond Ritter, probably. Like those are, are the two options that I would consider if if you really needed one.
0: Okay, uh, Baker or tight end Taysom Hill starting as quarterback.
1: <laughs> I think I'm gonna go Baker, but I had to think about it. Like that's bad that I had to it. Just saying, about past
0: two weeks, Taysom Hill has outscored him.
1: <laughs> I think I think I'm gonna take Baker, okay. but I had to think about it.
0: All right. We we should we should actually do a little bet on that this week Baker right. Mayfield uh, versus down. Taysom Hill. I'm I want to I want make I want make that Saints game more interesting. Um, we'll 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 have some sort of reward. We'll announce I guess Friday, but <laughs> this this year's been horrible for streaming quarterbacks. Horrible. Yes. Horrible for most things. Honestly. It, honestly, but, um... <laughs> it, it
1: it just goes to show you that if you invest the capital in one of those top three guys, like you you will reap the rewards of that. Yeah,
0: yeah. So glad I drafted Justin Fields. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, I mean Tyson Badgett could be a decent option. Oh, he looked. He looked. I, I'm surprised we didn't talk about him. He looked well, all right. I
0: I thought about it because he. I mean they put up a lot of points. He had a good week. What like a, an insane completion percentage? Really efficient. He somehow only had 12 fantasy points. Um, I don't know. It. Do you think Tyson Badgett is worth? okay tyson badgett taysom hill who are you going with
1: i think i'm taking tyson badgett this week against the los (laughs) angeles chargers like i okay honestly like could be a sneaky high scoring matchup like he didn't look terrible like and this this chicago team has been putting it together quietly um ever ever since russell wilson just kind of like fixed them so like (laughs) <laughs> I, I he does don't know. that to like, defenses. Like Tyson Badgett could be a sneaky play this week if you're absolutely desperate. Like he didn't look half bad.
0: Well, I think that means it's time to wrap this up.
1: <laughs> when we start talking about Tyson Badgett. Yeah. When, we, when yeah. we start,
0: yeah, doing Tyson Badgett and Taysom Hill, that's that's the sign. Um, any closing remarks you've got for maybe teams that aren't doing as well as they hoped? Maybe they drafted Bijan Robinson first overall and need some words of encouragement
1: this this is the time of year like this week in particular is the week to to seriously consider all options and how to shake up your team i think like if you're if you're one and six two and five like you can you can go on a run it just sometimes takes a little bit of a swing of luck um so like i I think definitely this week is the week to make trades if you're looking to make them Mm -hmm.
0: and if you're two and five maybe three wins this is a time where if you've got, you know, some sort of there's a high upside play, it doesn't matter if it's a trade that it looks like you lose on paper. You have to to find some sort of way to, to turn this around. Otherwise, it doesn't matter if you you didn't do a bad trade because it, it, you're you're losing anyways. So mm-hmm. sunk costs don't fall to the sunk cost fallacy. Just because you spend a high draft pick doesn't mean that player needs to be rostered or, or uh, <coughs> Johan Dotson. Um, <laughs> it's time to make things interesting and start Taysom Hill as your quarterback and your tight end and your flex. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you all for listening. We will see you later this week when we go over some starts and sits. I hope this coming week goes well for you in fantasy football. I hope all your waiver wire dreams come true, and we will see you next time.